Hey everybody, it's your girl Joy has questions and I am just over the moon for the special guest that I have today. But you know, before I even get into that, I have got to cover You Better Know. Um, today's You Better Know is being brought by the amazing and irreplaceable Thomas Fuller. Now I am going to completely uh, take out my disdain for math because the thing is it's not that I hate math I'm just fucking scared of it because I have never been good at it so I'm gonna stop saying that I hate math what I'm gonna say is I never really put the effort also to fully love it the way that I do everything else but there's an ancestor who definitely did love math and at every chance that he got used it to show that intellectually slaves were just as intelligent if not more intelligent than their captors and therefore should not be fucking slaves so Thomas Fuller was an African slave and mathematician born in 1710, died in 1990. And the reason why he is so known is because he had extraordinary powers of mental calculation. So not, this is a time, there were no TI-95s, there was no little calculators that you could write, you know, uh, 4011 and turn it, or 1134 and turn it over and it says, hail ho, you know, like all the little petty things we did as kids. He was his own calculation system. So he was shipped to America in 1724, so well before um, America was fighting for its freedom, but clearly when it was still in this colonial state engaging in the transatlantic slave trade, at the age of 14, he was born in what is present-day Liberia and Benin. So he basically rose to fame because he was used as a tool by abolitionists and those who clearly were always just, you know, saying slavery is wrong. This is not acceptable. He was used as a tool or as an example to prove that the argument that slaves are mentally inferior is a bunch of BS. So the calculations that he was known for doing was not something that was just, you know, super special to him. He could just do it to an even higher extent. But apparently there was evidence that's showing from even John Bardot's 1732 account about the abilities of the inhabitants of Fida or what would be present-day Liberia and Benin, saying how Fasidians are expert in keeping their accounts, that they easily reckon as exact and as quick by memory as we can do with pen and ink, though the sums to never so many thousands, which very much faculties the trade the Europeans have with them. Basically, it's this way of saying, we can't fuck with them because their math is together. So one of the favorite accounts that I have of Thomas Fuller, and I refuse to call him what he went to be known as, which was Negro Tom, was the fact that two white men, very learned, came to uh, where he was or the neighborhood where he was specifically with the intentions of trying to stump him in a math problem. So they heard what he was known for, his extraordinary powers in arithmetic. So they asked him basically how many seconds there were in a year and a half. It took him, this is in the 1700s, y'all. It took him two minutes to basically say there are 47,304,000. And then they said, when asked how many seconds a man has lived who is 70 years, 17 days, and 12 hours, he basically said, Took him a minute and a half this time, but he said two billion two hundred and ten million five hundred thousand and eight hundred. So one of the men had done the calculations with a pen and was excited because they were like, "Up, oh, no, you got it wrong." And so he calmly just told him, "Stop, master, you forget the leap year." What? Like who? Who even goes? 
I don't even know what I just read, to be quite honest, because numbers, my anxiety. But the fact that this man was such a profound mathematician and his life was reduced to slavery and being called Negro Tom and the fact that he was owned by some random white woman in Alexandria just boggles my mind. Because it is stories like this that... Definitely, he should be on the same same pages as Galileo or the same pages of, you know, Isaac Newton or any other um, well-learned man and Einstein, whatever, in terms of him being able to completely revolutionize this science and this field. But he died at 80 as a slave. So I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention that in the 1700s, there was a man who was one of the baddest mamma jammas ever to do it, um, our ancestor Thomas Fuller, who basically just, I don't know if he was born into the wrong time. I don't know like how to even surmise this, but it's just a matter of knowing that his life was not in vain. His story should not be in vain. For everyone who thinks that, oh man, we just got Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, y'all. We have literally pages upon pages, years upon years, millennia upon millennia of bomb-ass ancestors that have been slaying since the beginning of time. Lucy was found in Africa, just saying. So now moving right into introducing my amazing guest on Joy Has Questions. Hello, what's up everybody? It's your girl Joy Has Questions coming to you live from the city of Wynn, hoping, praying that the sound quality is one of spectacular nature, that you don't hear random cars going past or, you know, cigarette cancerous smoke fuming through the mics. So definitely just wanted to make sure. <laughs> I'm so petty. No, uh, basically, y'all probably like, what the hell is this bitch talking about? No, I'm kidding. Um, yes, it's your girl. And I am sitting here. I have known this young man since I was taller than him, since me and his two sisters used to make fun of his fashions. And now he is at his girlfriend looking like, oh my God, they really know you. <laughs> like, no, I have um, the one and only Aziz Laka, aka Laka Films is here. Hi, love. Yo, 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 it's your boy Laka. Okay. Just so you know, I don't give a fuck about your title. I will call you Aziz until the cows come home. Yo, 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 it's your boy Aziz. Thank you. Okay, but like... everybody call me Laka, so. No, people, industry. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so, long story short, we definitely have known each other for a really long time. Now that you have like a public persona, like, I guess a little bit of influence, a lot of influence. I will give you your due respect. Um, you definitely are one of the top videographers. Um, I don't even want to say just out of Chicago. I definitely see you as being one coming up and being one of the top music um, videographers or directors in the making. So thank you, appreciate it. You're welcome, love. Um, we're gonna get right to the trash, which is my amazing segment called "So According to IG." Ever since Michael Jordan left the NBA, I haven't given a damn about basketball. I really don't care. Everyone out here, you know, in their spare time trying to put out albums and fuck Drake's bitches. So I'm just like, I, I don't have time for the NBA. <laughs> but I did see something of someone by the name of, of Rajan Rondo. He sounded like a character from this live action Aladdin. Um, and then there was also... 
Chris the, Paul. Chris, the one that looked like a kinkachu. Like, he got them honeydew <laughs> eyes. Like, he Red looks very teddy bearish. Yeah. But clearly, they were beefing. Um, and apparently, a fight broke out. Yeah. Then there was somebody by the name Brandon of Ingram. Ingram. Okay, I was about to call him Deshaun yeah. Ingram. Brandon. Yeah. He came through with like the Monstars hook and like cracked somebody in the face. I say that to say, do you think there's ever an acceptable time in sports to just like lose your shit? I haven't seen a fight and nothing will ever compare to Ron Artest and Jermaine O'Neal. Hands down, (laughs) best altercation I ever saw in sports. Is there ever an excuse though to just lose your shit in a game? Like y'all get paid too much money. Uh yeah, I would have bust off him too. Why? He spit on him. I don't know if you hold saw, on. Like, I rewatched it. I watched it from several angles. Was it I tried to, or let me take this mouthpiece out so I can articulate the shit I'm trying to say to you? I mean, I feel like you know it just really comes down to like how everything is perceived. So like one person sees it one way, the other person sees it another. Gotcha. And I feel like when you like hot and you in the moment. And you feeling some type of way, you don't really know what is what. But I mean, if you get it suspended a couple games, like it don't really mean nothing when you're making millions per game. And then when you really look deep into it, it's the beginning of the season. Nobody care about these damn games. Like and, right uh, now, this might as well be now. Like, if it was the playoffs and you did the goofiness, then that's one thing. Like, oh, your your, your team depends on you. Now, one goofy will be Ingram because he's just a nigga. <laughs> like he literally had no reason to come across field. I was like, what is the problem? <laughs> Between, like, who's the one weird? He looked like um, a clump, but like a fit version of him. Uh, he plays no, for the Rockets. He's James black. Harden. Yes, that one. Okay. So I was sitting there watching, and I'm like, wasn't the altercation? Like, didn't he get the technical? Wasn't it them? I wasn't they- watching a game, and I haven't watched NBA in a few years just because I stopped hooping. So oh, because you don't play, it. you don't care yeah, to watch. I don't care. Once we I mean, stopped winning, I stopped caring about yeah. the whole league. So like, I don't even know what happened that game. I was just watching replays and like all these Instagram snippets and stuff like that. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's just all unprofessional. Like, it's a professional sport. You're not supposed to do it. Point blank, period. But it is funny. But you having standards and, and shit. Like, yeah. like the rules say. The rules say. But it is funny and fun to watch and interrogate. It just feel like high school drama. Here's again. my shady part. Why did the wives get involved? Ooh. Because they ratchet. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for... I was like, sitting there like, like, there's no way in hell I'm messing up my good leathers because these niggas out here fighting. What? Y'all can work it out. You know, Stephen Curry's wife wouldn't do nothing like that. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, that's it because she loves Jesus. I mean, it don't really matter. The point is, like, if you got you a good individual, you won't have to worry about all that nonsense. But, you know, when you're catching you one of those little ratchets with them environments that can't really help themselves, you know what I'm saying? And they got to do that, you dig. You feel me? And you got to deal with that, you dig. And it's fine. Like, some people like that. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got them on your side. Like, oh, if my bae fight, you know, I'm fighting. <laughs> If he's fighting, I'm staying out of a grown man's business. I am here to hold watches, to make sure no one tries to steal your chain, because that's when all the vultures come around. But I am not getting in a physical altercation. So, okay, good perspective. Moving right along, I feel like this would be someone. Bow Wow, would you ever do a video for him? I really want to know. I mean, honestly, I do a video for a lot of people. Really? (laughs) Yeah, just due to the fact that, like, money's involved. Like, Do you think he would pay on good. time? I'm so weak. <laughs> I get, I'm like, like, would you accept a cash app from him? Would it have to be? 
We don't really work with artists like that. We kind of work with labels, so they pay. So oh. even if he don't pay, they pay. But like, yeah. then you're not gonna I mean, do the Bow video. Cause... I had his little. I ain't had no money then to show me how to talk. That's when Evergreen Plaza was open. Like they used to be, you allowed me to get a baby Sierra done went through four I dudes since then and got a whole ass five kids. <laughs> the answer's no. That's what I'm hearing. I'm I'm hearing a strong no until you can verify that the growing up hip hop checks what? have cleared. I do a video for Bow Wow. I did a video for Soldier Boy. Wait, do, you, hold on. Here's the let's I talk do about that. About, with anything, anybody. But the thing about the difference between what I feel Soldier Boy or even a little Romeo, you know, with his, you know, wrap snacks or whatever they sell, them little, you know, down south treats. They know how to pay their bills. And on top of it, Soldier Boy actually ain't broke or stupid. I guess the thing is, like, when you've made your, would that be a hindrance? It's like when you've made your career kind of like the fact, like, yo, there's a, a hashtag called Bow Wow Challenge, which is all about people lying, like and saying they living yeah. a life or doing something that they aren't. So I'm just like, I mean, you can't never really know what's in somebody's pockets, though. Bow Wow can have bread and just like you know, so many rich people who buy fake change. You know what I'm saying? Like you just really never. Chad Ochocinco put me onto that, and I was like, I appreciate a man that's like, no, I get my jewelry from Claire's. Yes, right. Because yeah. niggas don't know the difference between D V V S or you know a K. Or, yeah, or a Patek or a Rolex. Like it don't really matter. It just depends on like the person. So like. Again, like there's so many people you think falling off that's getting royalties to the day they die, they got money stacked there, or they just not living as large as they are. But like at the end of the day, like everything is about connections and your network, cause and what you can get someone to believe. Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, shit, people still see Bow Wow. Like, yeah, let me get a picture of Bow Wow. Let me do this Bow Wow. Let me do this Bow Wow. Like he's still a celebrity. Like I know you probably won't, but he's still a celebrity in some people's eyes. Like, how old are you? I'm 23. Okay, so I'm just I'm I've always been like. Several years older than you because I'm 29. So, no, but that's the thing. Like, when you came up, I'm assuming it was like B5, you know, like, <laughs> or, you know, or mindless behavior. I don't know. <laughs> For me, it was like B2K, Bow Wow. So, I'm like, I kind of feel like those ships were passing anyway by the time you were a preteen teenager. I wish you, you wasn't at dances going, hey, yo, man, play that like fresh as I miss. Like, that was my thing. I accept, a, you know, that sad part of my life. I definitely yeah. listen to it, so. But I mean, people still know you to know you, you know? True. Like, there's so many famous people that don't do shit, and people know, and, like, they'll still just be like, that's that person, even though if they don't have any influence or anything. Can we people please talk find about... out somebody famous, and they'll just be like, oh, yeah, this person relevant. Let me be a dick rider. You know what I'm saying? Like Cloud chasing, rewarding mediocrity, surrounding yourself around the culture. Man, just... All these things I continue to see repeatedly in Chicago and elsewhere. Um, okay, then. So I was, I know you have not had time to watch TV when you're out here making things that go on television. But in terms of like T.I., everyone like is loving the fact that, you know, the hood Heathcliff is back with T.I. family and friend hustle. And basically like they're shaping it up in terms of him trying to win Tiny back. This is the perspective that I want to know. And I don't know if you follow T.I. I didn't even know he lost Tiny, to be honest. Like, I mean, I'm they've so... lost and found each other many a time. Um, like, their whole relationship is, is insane. I don't watch reality TV. Really? No. Why? It's not my thing. It's a waste of time. It it's, is, but you it, don't sometimes feel like laughing at people who make ridiculously stupid decisions? No. 
Okay, I can respect that. I think like when I watch TV, it's power, how to get away with murder. That is reality like that. television. Well, technically, it's I'm too- convinced the whole show is made because 50 Cent just wanted to be petty. Like- I mean, <laughs> well, that's one. But like when you look into it, it's just stuff you can kind of relate to. And it's like a little theme and a story plot behind it. Not just kind of like stalking somebody's life and seeing like what they do every day. Like, I don't care about no damn tea. I don't care about no damn tiny. Like, that's nothing. But like power, like it hits, you know, love, it hits drugs, it hit like, you know, laundering money, it hits like topic stuff. Our like, favorite things. Yeah, yeah. nigga shit. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just something entertaining. And it's like when you have like a plot where you got like- I saw you go to mosque with your family every Sunday. You were not cutting keys, my nigga. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I never really, part- like, you know what I'm saying, participated in these uh, things. That's but your I mean, escapism. I definitely know so many people who do. And we did go, I mean, it was a user friendly I mean, it's the environment that we live in. I mean, you know people in our old building who used to do goofiness. <laughs> You know, I see them sometimes. Yeah, I see them sometimes, too. Like, oh, man, I wonder how life is going. You know what I'm saying? When my mama kept me in the house, and I was like, oh, she lame. She can't go out. But who is (laughs) broke? broke? And lame now. Oh, okay. I mean, I done came across a couple. You still wearing a Nietzsche? Okay, sis, go for yours. I see see a couple. So, yeah, I don't know. That makes sense, though. Okay, so last but not least, I have... (laughs) Because I'm addicted. I'm addicted to this hood couple. Literally, just love watching them. I think mm. it's like a University of Chicago dissertation. I think it's levels of blackness. I think it's different. Like, like I actually look at them from a perspective, not on shade. Like as a perspective, of like what are those limits between like matching your mate and disrespect, or is it toxicity, or is it like ghetto black ratchet? Like it's. But I think, like, it just comes down to, like, um... I just feel like when it comes down to, like, celebrities, especially, like, Chicago celebrities, like, you're not really expected to, like, um... Be in stable relationships. Yeah, yeah. Like, realistically, like, an artist, especially that's, like, 18, 19, 20, 21, where they're, like, traveling all the time, you're not really around. Like, I feel like it's a kind of known thing that they kind of doing their own thing. As long as you don't get caught doing your own thing, then it's, like, fine. I think that's how it is, like, in this type of industry. Do you agree with that? Do I agree with it? Um... <laughs> You know, really you well, damn. Okay, well, take a seat, sis. So, like, we definitely can't edit that part. Like, <laughs> everyone, that was his girlfriend <laughs> two years who looked up from her book, like, let's all hear this answer. I mean, I think what it just comes down to is like, I'm not in the industry because I just work with them. You feel what I'm saying? So, like, it doesn't partake to me. That's it, like saying, I don't do crack, I was just in the house. No, that's not what it is. Not oh, okay. It's, it's come, <laughs> It's completely different. I think what I'm trying to say is like, it's levels to it. Like you have people that surround celebrities that can't dare do as what celebrities do because we don't make as much money as these celebrities. You know what? Or have as much power as these celebrities. All jokes aside, no, you're right because when I worked with my uncle at Live Nation, I was surrounded by celebrities. There was no in hell that I had the freedom or the leeway yeah, while I was under be. that Live Nation umbrella to be doing half the shit that they was yeah. doing back then. So, like, even, so like, you're right. if I you look that. at it, like, I'm a video producer. You know what I'm saying? I just shoot videos for these niggas. That don't mean I can do what they do. The same with, like, beat producers. Like, you just make beats. That don't mean you can do what they do. Makeup artists, like, damn, some of y'all niggas broke. So, like, you can't do what they can do. When you really look at it, like, the reason why I, I just pay attention to all those celebrities and they do their kind of own thing. And like, I don't know if I necessarily agree or disagree with it. It's none of my business. But my point behind it is I think it's just like a known thing and like the celebrity lifestyle because like 
It just happens on the regular. I think that's something you actually bring up a really good point. It's normalized. Let's put it like that. No, it, it totally. may be some few faithful people out there, but I think female. It goes on the other side too. I think people don't realize that. Like I think like the Beyonces and all these people, they get they dick from whoever they want to get their dick from too, and play niggas the same way girl, guys play girl. You know what I'm saying? I think it's yeah. just like. Uh, you know, you do your thing, I do my thing. When we together, we a couple, we look good, we like each other, we love each other, we're the best. But, like, we can't really be around each other that much or, you know what I'm We saying? have to fill, fill the void somewhere. Yeah, it's a lot of temptations. Dot, 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 all that shit. Very true. I mean, which is why I've always said, like, that's just not a lifestyle for me. Just I mean, and that's also based on how I was raised. Like, exactly. I had two parents that were Not together. folding. Huh? <laughs> I said, not folding for that shit. Right, exactly. So I'm just like, I'm sorry, you slept with who? Okay, so let me pack up this bag, like LeBron, be better another day, because I'm out. Like, nah. It's just funny, because it's like, even broke niggas can do it. You know what I'm saying? So it's not even a celebrity thing. Broke it's niggas be out here doing it. Exactly. So it's like, if you can deal with that lifestyle, deal with it. If you can't, then find somebody that can deal with it. You I can't deal with the jail time associated, because I know my response would be one of to violence and premeditation. So I can't even go under the... I was just so angry. I I thought the pine saw was apple juice. Like, no, you I know. thought about that shit before I did it. So Yo, that's a, like one of them girls that was in Medea. <laughs> that's ready to take that out. I fucking hate that reference. <laughs> Don't you dare put that in. <laughs> I had to be. Like, did you really just call me like one of Tyler Perry's bitches? No. <laughs> no. One of Tyler Perry Perry crazy actors that'd be like, ah, oh, if you're not with me, you're not with nobody. That hurts my heart. I look unstable. <laughs> like that's really what you just. That's said. not unstable. That's just you ain't with the shit. Ah, uh, very true. <laughs> um, so that wraps up. So according to IG, well, I do not know what you all will be drinking come cupping season 2019 that is currently upon us. But for those long, lonely winter nights where he lied and said he was coming over and he did not. Make sure that you have Cavassier VSOP to ease the pain. It kept us posted in the summertime, and it'll definitely be here for the wintertime with that smooth, velvety taste that we all love. So make sure whatever you are drinking, that it is Cavassier VSOP. And now back to Joy Has Questions. Now moving into what you all know. My fave part where I get to get all up in people's business, but they tell me the truth because I'm not a messy person. Um, <laughs> moving right into, so I have a question. Like I said, I have known Aziz Laka since I moved into our childhood building. And let me just keep it real. I was not, you know, trading recipes with his sisters. We all weren't outside playing double dutch. It truly was just a thing of like... We the, lived in the same building. We lived in the <laughs> same building. We were neighborhood kids. And we had the same type of parents. So we couldn't yeah. have been friends if we wanted to. Because our parents were like, no, you're going home to study. When you see them in the laundry room, that's your kick it moment. <laughs> like, and that's what it was. Um, so everyone loves Aziz. Like, lack of films. Oh my God, give me a shout out. What y'all don't realize is his sisters are lit as fuck. One is a doctor. One is at U of I getting her life. Um, isn't she in finance? Yeah, she. Do. I have no idea what she's in. Okay, whatever. Um, it's a degree. Public health. Pop, come on, son. I am and so proud of them. Yeah, she already graduated. She's doing like her master's. So you are the low achieving locker. No, I'm kidding. Actually, I'm not the low achieving. <laughs> I graduate in December. Hey. Oh, drip. Thank you. 
and that's another amazing thing because knowing like what your price points are in terms of like the services that you provide, um, I'm just gonna be honest, I'd have been said fucking education. I was like, mm, I mean, okay. I already said it a couple times, you know, go back, you know what I'm saying, dropped out. But it expands your your opportunity. So yeah. I just how did you go from being truly the the skinny as a rail, glasses wearing middle child? Um, damn, I wish I had photographic <laughs> evidence. <laughs> Wait, how did you go from that to I look up and you in bread factories and <laughs> like sitting here by like asphalt and like doing quick cuts with smoke screen? Like, how did this happen? Uh, Don't say God. <laughs> like, I want real answers. I mean, realistically, just I mean, I guess it's a cliche answer, but it's hard work. Like, um. I kind of did a lot of um, comedy when I was like younger, so like I really wanted to be a comedian. So I know that's like a thing. Not even me, but you are funny. And I like started a YouTube channel and just was kind of doing that. And I started doing parodies, and people thought that was really funny. So I was like, I'm not gonna do the keeping it real, talk, laugh, ha ha ha. I'm gonna do parodies and then like make fun of people who do music videos because I thought I was creative and I can like put word. I had like good wordplay stuff like that and I had to pay somebody to do that. I got tired of paying them, so I learned how to do it myself. And I already been chopping up videos here and there. Then one of my friends said they'd pay me fifty dollars to shoot a video. So then I was like, Fuck. you know, what I'm saying I'm not making money from this YouTube comedy whack ass career. Let me go ahead, um, edit some videos and then got me a little mentor. I mean, pretty much, this can be a long hour story, so I'm just going to skip right through it. Skip the LinkedIn version. Skip all of it. I just got a mentor, went hard, found the artist I wanted to keep working with, worked with him back to back to back. He blew up. I blew up. Who was the artist? Famous Dex. Famous Dex. Got you. So once he blew up, then I got tied into labels. Now I do videos for labels. Now I got my own YouTube page with 500,000 subscribers. Now I got an Instagram fan base. And now I'm just competing with the big dogs and just want to get bigger and bigger. And having clothes that fit, won't got, like, that is a beautiful thing. He brought you through it, and now you are out here making moves. Super proud. Um, So I know, like, case in point, this is one thing. You have always seemed to have a very strong sense of self. Um, And as funny as you are, like, it's going to be like, you definitely seem to have your head on your shoulders, which I personally would always attribute to your parents or just, like, the family you were raised always, in. Always, always. Nigerian parents don't play. Y'all know that. So, yeah. Nigerian neighbors don't play. I would see them be like, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Laka. I'm going home. So weak. Okay. Um, but the thing I wanted to know in terms of when you were, you know, deciding this course that you wanted to take. Now, the stereotype was like, you have to go into the medical field. We don't, what are creative arts? Like, so how did you leverage that in terms of you know not doing something that was stem based i mean realistically i did my pharmacy thing i got my farm tech license i was in school to be a pharmacist so i was like already on that path 3.7 like a student all that stuff and then i just kind of like wanted to do this i was doing it on the side and then like i just wanted to do it my parents told me no I mean, it was just that simple. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, And then I was like, yes. And then it was that simple. I just did it. Like, and then it's just like a little altercation. There was a lot to it. You know, a lot of personal stuff. Long story short, stopped going to school. Easily got kicked out the house. Kind of did my own thing. 
you know, but I mean, we all have those growing pains just in the sense of like, let's be real. These are people that have seen, you know, themselves putting on, putting you on a certain path and this is where you're going to go. And then when you don't do that, it's just like, wow. What, I'm sorry. Is <laughs> like this isn't you, my child, right? It can't be. I'm sorry. I think you thought my question was a real question. No, I'm asking you to tell your ass you were about to go to school. Yeah. But yeah, those are definitely growing pains, and now they definitely can see that it has paid off, like literally and you know figuratively. Yeah, still don't understand it, but they see it, I guess. I find parents, as long as they know, can he pay his bills? Is he okay? Then fine. Like, I can't, I still can't explain. I never could explain my job to my dad. Like, he literally would just be like, she, um, it's TV and I see your name on the screen for something. And I'm just like, it's oh, okay, sorry. daddy. Just, yes, I work for Channel 5. <laughs> like, yeah. um, so moving into like figuring out who you were in this industry, because you work with a lot of like guerrilla style artists, like, and what I mean, girl, I mean G U E like R R. Wait, G U E R I L L A. Sorry, warfare tactics, not the animal. Calm down, y'all. Um, when it comes down to it, how were you able to, you know, gain their not even gain their trust, but basically like weave in and out that world? Because I know we all know you come in clean cut. They are not necessarily clean cut. They like wearing whatever their fashions are. They dripped up. They iced up. And here you come. Hey guys, and they like who. Negro, like, what are you yeah. doing? So how do how are you able to like still relate to them? Um, I think that you know when you're just from Chicago, like you just Chicago, and like when you're from Chicago, people from Chicago know Chicago and they gonna respect Chicago. True. So like you don't gotta be gangster because that ain't me. You know what I'm saying? But when I'm me, they respect that because like I still talk like I'm from Chicago. I still got the slang, and a lot of them kind of like grew up in the same circle. Like people don't understand like how small Chicago is. But it's pretty small. And the south side of Chicago is even smaller. You know how everybody asks, like, what school you went to? That's all you need. If you get the school, and we ain't talking college. We mean, like, high school. school, If High Park, Kenwood. Exactly. CVS, King. Y'all know the drill, man. (laughs) (laughs) So that's what it is. And, like, you just get tied through social media. And, like, all these guys that you hang out with, you know, they get baby mamas, they go to jail, they sell drugs, they scamming, you know what I'm saying? They doing their thing, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you kind of get tied into all that. You don't necessarily have to do all these things because I can't relate. But I can relate to just being around these people. So, like, people have already seen me around, so they, like, know, like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm still not a bitch. So, we can just, you know what I'm saying? We can put leave it like that. So, I think, like, people just, you know what I'm saying? And then when you grown, everybody just fuck with you off, like, everybody... So the industry, the way the industry works is like, if someone can use you, they don't really care how lame you are. Like the lamest niggas can make the most money because they find it beneficial for them. So it don't really matter about like how you look. Sometimes you don't even have to be black. You definitely don't have to be black for Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, you can be white. You can be, you cannot even have listened to hip hop one day in your life. If they find that you're beneficial to their career, they'll use you. Look up and it's just like, huh, how's this person getting into all these social settings? They ain't put in none of the work, none of the struggles. With somebody yeah. there. Hey, it'd be like that. Money talk. It does. So does sound quality. So does um, clout. <laughs> oh my God. Cloud is like the biggest drug out here. It really is. Um, but hey, cloud been around forever. It's just called marketing. That's really when you think that is very true when you think about it. Cloud chasing is nothing but how can I position myself to be around people that represent what 
whatever illusion or whatever images I want to put forward. You know what I'm saying? But people in the game know what's real and what's not. So if you just run around taking pictures with people and trying to act like you're relevant, people know you're not. Like, you, your work going to speak for you. So that's what's cool about the industry we in. We weave out the lames. So it ain't no such thing as cloud chasing. Woo, that's a word. I could wrap up <laughs> real quick right there. I am going to ask, like, in terms of, like, your own personal brand, how mm -hmm. do you see it, like, growing and maturing? Like, clearly, I know you want to branch off into, like, the video production that you're doing. I could totally see you taking lots of films. Like, I, I know you in L.A. all the time anyway. So it's just, like, do you want to develop this more so into TV shows, movies? Like, what vein do you want to stay in or where do you see yourself going? I mean, it's all about planning and just, like, looking ahead of time. It's a lot of stuff I want to do. Um, I kind of, it's hard to decide. Like, um, the way I kind of ran things my whole life is kind of running gun. So I'm still running and gunning while I'm trying to plan. But I got a lot of things that I want to do. I mean, I definitely want to make a movie one day, but that's, like, when I'm older, older. Um, one goal that I'm working on right now is I'm trying to, like, um, get bigger budget videos. So, like... My top videos right now, like 15K budgets, but I got people in the industry that like I'm tied to that's getting 90K budgets, 100K budgets. So like, that's the next step for me for sure. You know what I'm saying? Just get like a 25K budget, 30K, 40K. Keep working my Grow way Grow your up. brand, yeah. Exactly. And it's then, basically the same as like getting a promotion. Like, <laughs> like keep having your work speak for itself yeah. so you can get higher and higher on the pay scale. And then I wrote out some ideas for like, um, I want to do like, I want to do a. I kind of want to do like a series show, like a YouTube series show. Like it's YouTube. just a thing for me. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean I grew up in the YouTube wave. That's just us. So I'll talk. I mean to you people that. can put it in TV. People can do whatever they want. But like I got a platform and I got an agency that I'm kind of like with. That like if I get enough hits off my first couple shows, they give me funding to make like a whole thing from it. You know what I'm saying? So that I can just take stuff to the next level. Um, I want to work on the documentary for sure. I already know what I what it's about. Not telling nobody because they're gonna steal the idea. If you take my idea, brilliant. I'm gonna be so mad. Nah, I'm we know sure we're fine. It's we're fine. fine. Not discussing. I'm just great, saying. Great minds think alike, but it ain't the same. Uh, <laughs> First off, little boy, don't come in here just because you got like a baritone voice and your like, teeth are straight. Hey, <laughs> like, hey, hey, don't get me wrong though. Like documentaries can be hard. Like. It, like everybody just got different things they want to show, you know. Exactly. Should be just as hard. Um, and I think, you know, what it is about right now is just building out the brand. You know, um, I just want to get a lot of stuff when I graduate. And let me know when the graduation party is. I probably don't throw one to be honest. Cause I'm lame, but and just planning stuff out and just um, taking stuff to the next level, better videos, bigger team. And I want to get into like real estate and all that other stuff, but that's some personal stuff. That I got really nothing to do with like multiple films. streams of income. Yes. Yeah. Also, yeah, I'm definitely building out the brand. So we doing blogs, we doing concerts, we doing everything. Lock film, do everything. Don't worry, just wait on it. Alrighty. Well, I am very, very proud of the young man you have become. You've always had a solid head on your shoulders. Um, love your family to death. They are, every time I see them, it's like, hey, y'all. Like, we run in a like, pancake house or something. I'm like, hey, y'all, what's up? Um, so I definitely wish you nothing but all the success that you definitely will receive because you are a super hard worker. Mm -hmm. um, and your lovely girlfriend came here, sat, listened to us bullshit, and was just chilling. She used to. Don't you dare dance, grab this candy. 
It's going to be sound feedback, Mr. I produce shit. You know that. I know, but I know how to do it silently. Fine. Let's see. Watch. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm a go. boss. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but no. You thank a hater. <laughs> no, thank you so much, love, for coming on the show. So today's motivational message. It act okay. I'm just gonna preface this by saying so. I went to church today. Something I had not done in a very long time. Shout out to Todd because or Todd Jones because my girl had definitely been encouraging me to go back and just. I am not someone. Also, let me preface this by saying who firmly believes I have to go to church. I have to go to church. But at the same time, I am someone that you know was raised in an environment of regular religious study. Now. Have I fallen off the wagon and into a briar patch? Uh, most definitely. But that is still the core, the root of who I am. I definitely know that all my blessings, all the good things, all my trials and tribulations, um, and the fact that I've been able to overcome them have been because I have a merciful Savior who is constantly protecting me and letting me know how amazing I am. So with that being said... My motivational message is more of a confession, and if anybody wants to feel that they, you know, can take something from it, go right ahead. As this year is wrapping up, I am super blessed and super happy with everything that I have accomplished. This joy has questions. I feel like I'm really taking off of my brand in ways like never before. But I feel like I have stifled myself at times. Or there have been too many occurrences when I look back this year of me being overly anxious based on me looking at somebody else's journey. What? Joy, your whole platform is empowerment and black magic and celebrating one's voice. That is great. I am happy that everyone remembers those key pillars. But when I heard that message today, it literally just knocked my head back like I feel like I just I'm, I feel spent like I have a headache now outside of the fact that my cousin made me sick um because I really just <laughs> don't you look at the time frame to cut it I know your tricks mariachi um I feel spent because the messages really sank into me and it was this looking at somebody else's journey will completely destroy and keep you stagnant in the destiny that God and if you don't believe in God the destiny that a higher power has for you or on your life so if you are wondering at times how you feel like you are repeating cycles if you're wondering sometimes why you're doing good but you just feel like you can't get to that better phase if you're wondering at times why you're just like huh this monotony I'm putting in the work I'm putting in you know um, my 10,000 hours why is this not matriculating? Why is this not necessarily turning what, turning into what I wanted to? I heard something today that literally like just woo made my chest hurt. And what was said was, if you're not willing to give everything that you have to God, if you're not willing to give everything that you have into trusting the process, that will be the one thing that is used by God to humble you. And I sat there, I'm like, as much as I have put into Joy Has Questions, as much as I have attached, you know, like literally this is like a child for me. I wish I would put myself in a position where it's used to humble me. If anything, I want it to be used to reflect the glory that I know has been instilled in me by God. So as a business, I wanted to do that financially, to multiply, to become fruitful and become many in many different aspects, whether it's a podcast or 
writing or, you know, me working in collaboration with my day job, whatever that is. I wish I would sit there and let that be the one thing that is my downfall because I'm too busy focused on what other people are doing. Well, what are their stats looking like? Well, is this, where, where do I compare on the bigger thing? Well, how did this person get this many followers? Or should my page look like more like her page? Should I stop cursing or should I, you know, just be myself? Because I do curse a lot. Should I do, like, stop it. I'm sitting literally on some Thomas Fuller calculations. I'm just sitting here like spinning myself into the ground instead of being tunnel visioned on what it is that makes me happy about this brand and what it is that makes me happy about myself. I am not going to let the very thing that I literally, literally came up with as I sat in a church and came back after I had one of the worst days of my life and now turn around and let that be the very thing that keeps me from my happiness. That's insane. So to anybody else, and I know how easy it is to look at Instagram. I know how easy it is to look at other people's pages. Be like, well, I know my picture look way better than theirs. Why did they get that many likes? Or why is their engagement better than mine? Or this girl leave out ain't even blended. What the fuck is going on? Whatever it is, those voices. Our words can be for good. Our words can be for bad. My mama always used to ask me this. Every time you say something about someone, are you speaking life into them or are you speaking death over them? Because that is how powerful our words are. Maya Angelou said, one day I think our words will be so powerful that they will stick to the walls. They will drip down our upholstery. They will physically be present. And that mean, that truly, truly means something. Because that means everything that we say, what we affirm about ourselves... is truly what we are putting out into the universe and that what is what will come back to us. So I don't want what comes back to me being a brand that is good, but that could be infinitely better because I'm too busy limiting my destiny because I'm basing my success on what somebody else is doing. I don't want any of us to be our own holding pattern. Let's stop repeating some of the lessons that we keep learning. Let's start being confident in ourselves and truly put the blinders on and say, fuck the madness. If this is not benefiting me, if this is not me surrounding myself around people who truly care about me, if this is not me being empowered, I don't care about going to influencer events with a bunch of people that I don't talk to in my personal life or that I don't vibe with or that I know got a brand that ain't reflecting their own personal journey because they crying in private, but trying to sit here and give you a contour face in public. I want to be happy in myself, happy in my journey and not looking at somebody else's and judging the success of it. Because when Joy has questions started, I have 434 followers. Today I have 4,000 and like 55. I don't even know the full talk and it's still growing. And more people are still hitting me up and saying, thank you for what you're saying. This is really helping me. It's really benefiting me. And that is why I truly do it. So I am super happy when I'm winding down this year in terms of where I feel I have been. But I want, if anyone is listening to this, to know, don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Because when your heart is really in the right place, God will, it'll, it, it will seem like you have just skipped to the front of the line. It will seem like, where the hell she come from? Like, I ain't even, okay, well, she popping. Or he got it going on. And it won't matter how many other pictures you weren't tagged in or how many events you didn't get invited to or what somebody else was doing. That's my message for this week, going into this week. Focus on yourself. Focus on taking some of those shackles off in terms of your own insecurity and naturally just looking at somebody else's and thinking that they have your life. We have our own life, and we need to be the masters of it.
and happy for it and not comparing it to others. I want everyone to have an amazing week and to also mentally prepare yourselves. Look, y'all, voting is coming up. If you have not seen all the mass amounts of violence that is taking place, this is a reality. People have died for the right to vote. There's systematically a scare tactic or scare tactics that are trying to be done to scare people from keeping them from going to the polls. Do not fall for the okie doke. We are stronger together than we are separate. I hope to see everybody in November voting. In your Sundays, go with a group of people. I might do brunch after. I don't know. But yes, that is Joy Has Questions for the Week. Love everybody, and I will talk to you later. Bye!